because I'm going to preach till I'm done. Yeah, I wasn't going to bother spreading. <laughs> no, seriously, I know you all are hungry. I'm real hungry. I did have a snack. I had an apple in my pocket. Stepped outside, ate it earlier at break time. I believe we've heard some of the best preaching we've ever heard. Some of the best congregational singing specials. Yeah. And that was one of the best choirs I've ever heard. Amen. Turn in your Bibles to 2 Corinthians chapter 4. 2 Corinthians chapter 4. The members of our church are very, very thankful for this church and the blessing that they are to us. But he says, how have we been a blessing to your church? By being a blessing to their pastor. And I bring you from the Elms Road Missionary Baptist Church a check. Because you have been such a blessing to us. We want to be a blessing to you. So for whatever reason, whatever need, for whatever, we brought this offering to you. When we thank God for raising Nathaniel up, and we do, I do every day. We do it out of a heart of love. And I do it out of his dad's heart, your father's heart. This passage of scripture came through my mind many, many times. We've heard at least a couple of times that they had said there was about four minutes and they had to do something or Nathaniel would have died. Well, the Bible tells us there is but a step between thee and death. So, some folks have already taken their last step, haven't they? And we certainly do not know, but we do know the blessings of the Lord. And I think often how that God spared our son, your pastor, your brother in Christ, your husband, your father, your friend. But God spared not his only son. He did that on our behalf. This passage of scripture was another one that God brought to my attention at the Lakeland Regional Hospital many, many times. 2 Corinthians chapter 4, and I want to begin reading at verse 8. We are troubled on every side, yet not distressed. We are perplexed, but not in despair. Persecuted, but not forsaken. Cast down, but not destroyed. Always bearing about in the body the dying of the Lord Jesus, that the life also of Jesus might be made manifest 
in our body. For we which live are always delivered unto death for Jesus' sake, that the life also of Jesus might be made manifest in our mortal flesh. So then death worketh in us, but life in you. We having the same spirit of faith, according as it is written, I believed, and therefore have I spoken, we also believe, and therefore speak, knowing that he which raised up the Lord Jesus shall raise up us also by Jesus, and shall present us with you. For all things are for your sakes, that the abundant grace might through the thanksgiving of many redound to the glory of God. For which cause we faint not, but though our outward man perish, yet the inward man is renewed day by day. Now here's my text verse. Verse 17. For our light affliction, which is but for a moment, worketh for us a far more exceeding and eternal weight of glory. While we look not at the things which are seen, but at the things which are not seen. For the things which are seen are temporal, but the things which are not seen are eternal. I want to speak to you from verse 17, that first phrase there where it says, For our light affliction. I read where that one preacher some time ago was approached by several different folks after that he had preached from this passage of scripture and they each had something different to say to him. One came up to him and said, well, I don't know how Paul, or I don't know how a person could say our light affliction and who someone who said that must never have had any kind of afflictions. Well, I'd like you to turn in your Bibles elsewhere. Because we read a whole lot about the Apostle Paul, don't we? That which the Holy Spirit has given to us anyways. And we read about how that he had been in prisons, plural, suffered persecutions, Beatings, stonings, left for dead. So I'd say if anybody knew about afflictions, Paul knew. But then I'd like you to turn in your Bibles to the book of Isaiah, chapter 63. Because we find someone else that knew a whole lot about afflictions. In fact, God said something particular about His beloved Son, Jesus, in Isaiah chapter 63 and verse 9. In all their affliction, He was afflicted. And the angel of his presence saved them. In his love and in his pity he redeemed them. And he bare them and carried them all the days of old. 
So we find how that there have been many before us who have suffered affliction. There are many today. All of us suffer affliction in one form or another. And we shall. Because the Bible also tells us in the New Testament all that live godly in Christ Jesus shall suffer. Sometimes persecution to different degrees. I read of a man in Hebrews chapter 11 that Paul wrote about. He wrote about so many wonderful people. And one of them was Moses. And it states there in Hebrews 11, I believe it's verse 25, for he chose what? He chose to suffer afflictions with the people of God rather than to enjoy the pleasures of sin for a season. Now that was quite an individual, wasn't it? Because most people, if they were given a choice, you know which one they would choose. But here it was, Moses chose to suffer afflictions with the people of God. What are afflictions? Well, the dictionary has to say about this, it has to say how that afflictions have to do with that which causes pain, that which causes suffering, and that which contributes to distress. And that's all true. Amen. It is. But we read in the Bible some very expounded definitions of afflictions where that the world doesn't consider that God's people suffer afflictions for some of the reasons that they do. And so not only was this preacher approached by an individual who said, well, whoever uh, said that didn't know anything about afflictions. Well, Paul did. And then another individual approached this preacher and said to him, well, they've never had afflictions like I have. Well, I read of one that was bruised for our iniquities. And so I want to thank this, this afternoon, I almost said morning, this afternoon, and just for a, a, a little while concerning that very thought here in 2 Corinthians 4 and verse 17, that first phrase of that verse, for our light affliction. Because when you read that verse, you will find several contrasts. It speaks of afflictions as our light afflictions. When it states concerning what was it there in 2 Corinthians chapter 4 that Paul did state about this? He said, for our light affliction is but for a moment. So the comparison is there's light 
And then he says, worketh for us a far more exceeding and eternal weight. Amen. So there's the word light attached to afflictions. There's the word weight attached to glory. And they are used in opposites. Because the weight of glory is going to be very heavy compared to our light afflictions. So is the comparison here in the word of God. I am not saying that I do not. And I, I can sympathize with some of y'all with your physical afflictions. Some I can empathize. And perhaps you uh, with me as well. I still, and I've said this before, I still don't know anyone that has ever had the experience that your pastor has had Amen. with what took place, with his trauma. But we read also concerning a contrast here in verse 17 because it states how that our light affliction and here's what really baffles folks. Because when you're going through afflictions, it doesn't seem like they are but for a moment, does it? We have all had times of certain kinds, perhaps of uh, uh, sickness or illness, and the nights would seem so long, especially in a hospital room. Not that you weren't treated well and cared for excellently, but they just seem so long. And it states here, but for a moment. But then, that weight of glory is eternal. Amen. So there's another contrast. And certainly, God has some glorious things to state. Because God does not allow, nor does He bring afflictions haphazardly. He just doesn't do it. Because we believe that the Lord is the great physician, don't we? That's what the Bible teaches. We found out personally, individually for ourselves that He is the great physician. He can heal. My father had a wonderful expression. He can heal and none can hinder. And that's true. And most mothers care for their children with a, such a wonderful mother's heart that they have great compassion for their children and love and concern. But no mother can be as compassionate and loving and concerned as our Savior. None can. And that does not speak ill of a loving mother. In the book of Acts chapter 20 in verse 23. Acts chapter 20 and verse 23. Here's what Paul had to say in this passage of scripture. But none of these things move me, or excuse me, verse 23 of Acts chapter 20. 
save that the Holy Spirit witnesseth in every city, saying that bonds and afflictions abide me. Every city. Every city. And he went to a lot of cities, didn't he? That's right. Because he was a missionary, and he did travel. And he got around pretty good and communicated pretty good without all the technology we have. And certainly we give God the praise for it. In the ninth chapter of the book of Acts, Acts chapter 9 and verse 16, I believe I referred to this at another time, but God gave Paul, who was Saul, some very encouraging words when he saved him on the road to Damascus. And he says here in Acts 9 and verse 16, For I will show him great things he must suffer for my name's sake. Sounds like affliction, doesn't it? And so we find that our God who hath set the bounds of our habitation, he hath, and setting bounds has to do with limitations. So if God has set the bounds of our habitations, he has also set the bounds of our tribulations and of our afflictions. He has set those bounds. You remember when he remarked concerning Lazarus? And he remarked concerning his death. And he stated something very wonderfully in the Gospel of John, chapter 11. He spoke of how this sickness is not unto death. Somebody said, well, he died. He died physically. But Jesus raised him up. My point being that God places limits on our, and sometimes we wonder, he places limits on our sickness. He places limits on our headaches upon our pains, upon our aches. Sometimes folks have asked themselves, they've said, I don't know how much more I can take. Sometimes they have stated to God, Lord, this is more than I can bear. And, but the truth of the matter is, the biblical teaching of it is, is God hath placed bounds upon our afflictions. Just like he placed bounds upon the sickness of Lazarus. Because he said this sickness is not unto death. I'm sure that had to have baffled people when he said that. Because a lot of people thought Paul was mad. In fact, that's what they said, didn't they? All right, these are promising words in our text verse. But our light affliction is but for a moment. These are promising words. 
And yet sometimes we doubt the promises of God, but really we end up finding out, Lord forgive us, because we never should have doubted you. Amen. The list of afflictions concerning Paul, one writer stated said they're appalling. Because they're listed as being in stripes above measure, in prisons more frequent, in deaths often. He said, thrice was I beaten with rods, once was I stoned, thrice I suffered shipwreck, a night and a day I have been in the deep, in journeys often, in perils of water, in perils of robbers, in perils by my own countrymen. It was bad. Bad in one sense. And yet God stated there in Acts 9, says, show him what great things he must suffer for my sake. Alright, let's think just for a few more minutes concerning our light affliction. Number one, and it takes God's grace and belief in his word to accept these things. Amen. Just like it does everything that God says. Amen. It takes God's grace and faith in him. Our light afflictions will always be less than we deserve. Amen. That's right. They always will. There was a man who lifted up his eyes being in torment in hell. And he said to Father Abraham, Father Abraham, send forth Lazarus with just a little bit of water that my tongue may be cooled. And what we find, of course, was Lazarus had suffered some afflictions. But you know, the word of the Lord says in the book of Psalms, He hath not dealt with us after our own sins, nor rewarded us according to our iniquities. Amen. So our light afflictions are less. And this takes, again, God's grace as Severe as they may be, they are less than we deserve. That's right. Amen. Yeah. And the Bible also tells us concerning the great truths that our light affliction is light because it is compared to the blessings which we now enjoy presently and which we will enjoy in eternity. Amen. That's why they are also called light. Yep. That glorious scripture is worded so wonderful as they all are that tells us in 1 John, I believe it's chapter 3, and it says, Beloved, now are we the children of God. 
and it doth not yet appear what we shall be. But when we see him, we shall see him as he is, and we shall be like him. Just a few other things. It states, Paul said, our light affliction. Now God gave him those words to say. Right. Our light affliction is light because in every affliction, when God raises us up, is it not further proof of his sustaining grace and power. It always is. Every single time. Folks say, well, I just can't swallow that. Well, I know. Folks can't swallow a lot of the truth of the scriptures. Any more than Noah could have built an ark. Any more than God caused the deluge to come upon those who even the, their imaginations was only evil continually. But he did. We find that the scriptures teach us concerning these great truths that not only our light, our afflictions are light because they're certainly not compared to what we deserve. Amen. They are called light because of the blessings we enjoy now and shall one day. They are light because we find out just how wonderful the sustaining grace of the Lord's is. And then we find out that they're light because... of the way that our Savior was afflicted. Amen. He was afflicted so that in ways so that you and I would not have to be. Right. He suffered death on our behalf. He paid the penalty for our sins on our behalf. We find the substitutionary death of Christ taught all through the Bible. Amen. You'll not find the word substitute but it's taught all through the Bible. We sing some hymns and some special songs from time to time. He took my place. And most certainly, he did. His death on Calvary's tree was for others. He drank the bitterness for our behalf. And when we see him in glory, he'll be the only person there in a glorified body that has the signs of man's sins. Because won't he still have the nail prints in his hands? He did in his glorified body. He showed them to Thomas. He said, thrust thy hand into my side. Just see where that spear had gone. It's the only man-made thing in heaven. Amen. I heard a preacher preach upon one time. 
That's the truth. So when we think about our afflictions, some of us are afflicted more heavily than others. Some lighter in the way that we term them. But Paul said our light affliction. And he stated it the way he did there in the letter unto the church of Corinth because of the eternal weight of glory. Amen. And so he had much to look forward to. Amen. And so do we. Amen. May the Lord's blessing be upon the message. Amen. All right, let's stand and ask the piano player to come. <clears throat> we want to sing a verse of invitation. <clears throat> Number 62. If you're here and without Christ, we implore you to turn to Him. Amen. That you might be saved. Because if you don't, you're not going to have a light affliction. Right. <clears throat> and you need to turn to him while it is today. Right.